0: hello and welcome to episode 20 of the phillies focus pod i'm your host lucas today we will be discussing trey turner and michael lorenzen providing some injury updates as well as looking ahead to a major league debut later today so without further ado let's get this show started
1: was asked their favorite superheroes you said Scooby-Doo. I I didn't realize Scooby-Doo was a superhero. Can you kind of explain his superhero lore?
2: I mean well first off he's a dog right and he can talk.
1: Fair enough okay. Serpa against Turner. They're in at the corners. Case of a bunt. Turner's not bunting. He blasts it high and deep left field. It's gonna go. Home run number eleven. And you're right. What a time for it. Wow. I guarantee you, they're all standing now. <laughs> yep. No doubt. Trey, uh, congrats on the win, and maybe I don't know if there's any way to put into words what this week has been like for you emotionally.
2: Yeah, uh, well, roller is obviously the first one that comes to mind, but um, yeah, just battling and uh, trying to stick with it and, and, and uh, you know, keep grinding it out, and today was a good one. How do you go about
1: with the, the situation that you're in, and you, you're seeing the ovations yesterday, how,
2: how do you just like calculate that in your in your mind how do you how do you run that through your head i don't know it's it's weird right i don't like i've never been been in this situation been through it so um not many people have i don't think but that's why it's it's special to see what happened yesterday and uh, you know continue today and um i think it's just you know a special moment between um you know me teammates fans everybody and it's it's been uh, it's been fun couple days and Um, Tonight was a good one for us. Yes.
1: And, and I I mean, this is the era of the pitch clock. I think you may have the first Phillies curtain call of the pitch (laughs) clock era.
2: (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's a good one. I haven't uh – I uh, haven't had many of those, but, um, you know, it's always nice when somebody gets a current call. I think those are big moments. I've seen a few in my career in Washington and L.A. and some big moments, and um, they're always special. It's fun watching other, other guys get those as well, and it's it's uh, fun enjoying it yourself, too, so um, that was cool.
1: it been like, I mean, we've heard a lot, especially from Nick, because Nick's been through it. Uh, Nick's been through some struggles. He hit that big home run the other night. He talked with us about that. Uh, this this struggle for you, I mean, this has been unlike anything you've ever been through, no?
2: Yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, I talked about it a little bit yesterday, just, you know, when I do something right, it um, doesn't seem to work. And then when I do something wrong, it doesn't seem to work. It just, you know, feels like I'm getting punch in the mouth a lot and you keep showing up and trying you know to make adjustments and do things and, and you know you don 't seem to find any answers so i think that 's been the hardest thing in my in my career you know i've struggled but i 'm always um, i'm not scared to make an adjustment or try something new and, and try to um, kind of evolve and grow and um, you know this year I've tried those things but it just hasn't worked out so I think that's definitely been the toughest part but um tonight's or or days like today uh make it make it worthwhile
1: maybe one of those mouth guards for the punches
2: no I'll try anything (laughs) I don't care I'll stand on my head I'll do whatever (laughs) uh
1: and nice duck and cover on the Sosa throw there
2: (laughs) I was worried for a second but that was that was a really big play that was a great play by Sos. all
1: right Trey we'll let you go hey man congrats uh great show uh and uh you know wish you more of that
2: yep. to come. Thank
1: you guys. Appreciate it. Trey Turner.
0: As as humans, I think that we can all relate to the mental struggles of day to day, week to week and month to month life. Um we all have our valleys. We all go through our ups and downs and um I think that the human aspect of sports um and just being a human in general, I think that we all uh, can understand a little bit of what Trey Turner has been experiencing in regards to um, his reality not aligning to expectations and the mental struggles, the mental health hurdles that accompany that type of life experience. Um, I think that, you know, like I said, we've all been through different trials and tribulations and hard times in our life and I think that when we're at our personal lows when we are experiencing particular really hard downs and really hard struggles in life that um, personally from experience I know what it's like when you're in that dark place and you're feeling alone and you're feeling like, you can't really see a way out of it as you're surrounded by the struggles themselves. Just how important and uplifting and imperative it can be on your particular journey to have someone as as much as just one person at a given time reach out and show support to you in a time when you feel alone and when you feel like there is no way out. I think that um, just having a a moment of outside support can do just immeasurable um, positivity to pull you out of that dark place, to make you feel like you're not alone, to make you feel like you have that outside support can just be such, um, like I said, an immeasurable stepping stone towards coming out of that darkness in towards the light and into the light and to overcome a mental challenge that um you might not even understand why you're going through it or why you're there and just that you're in it in that moment to receive a (sighs) just a measure of support from the outside can do such wonders so with that being said i uh I could not be more proud right now of this team, Trey Turner's teammates, for the unwavering support that they've shown him through what has been a horrendous first season with the Phillies, um, and this fan base. This fan base, once again, um, after last year with Alec Bohm and now the support that they've shown Trey Turner, I, uh, I, ju- I just could not be more proud uh, to be a Phillies fan and to to be a part of, uh, such a great group of, um, of individuals. I mean, um, to, to kind of go against the national narrative of Philadelphia, uh, fans being, um, irrationally hard on, on their players and on their teams to go against that where, uh, you would expect Trey Turner to be booed after the struggles that he's gone through this year. And, the games that he cost them on this previous road trip in their first home game back to to meet his um, arrival back home with the the cheers the standing ovations and the show of support to just say we're we're here we see what you're going through we know what you're going through we know it's not particularly anything that you're doing wrong as far as how you're treating the game treating Um, the day-to-day grind the effort is there and we see that and we should we support you in spite of your struggles and we want to acknowledge that this is a mental health um an aspect of the mental um correlation to the game that is just kind of something you've been going through but we instead of putting you down kicking you while you're down we want to show you that you have our support and that we believe in you and that um we believe that our support can potentially help to pull you out of it and yeah just so awesome such an awesome human moment for this team and for Trey Turner and for this fan base so uh and what a what a way to respond i mean have a RBI hit on friday but to hit the game what ended up being the game winning home run on saturday um you can just see you can see it's really Helping to turn around his uh his mentality approaching, uh the game and kind of kind of lifted some heaviness off of him. I mean, uh, hands down, this was his best weekend as a Philly. In in response to the support that the crowd showed him, and it uh it came out today. He actually bought a billboard, um in Philadelphia, thanking the city and the fans for the support. Um. So you can see he talked about how his mom uh, was brought to tears uh, showing the support that the Philadelphia fans showed her son um, and just how uh, appreciative he was for it. And let's hope this is a turning point. Um, It remains to be seen. But for now, for this weekend, it was in and of itself a turning point to pull him out of the, the struggles he's been in. So I just wanted to open up the show by acknowledging that. And, uh, to say just how awesome and cool I thought it was, um, of a moment for the the team and the fan base and Turner himself, uh, to receive the standing ovations, the shows of support in, uh, what has otherwise been a very, um, a very negative first season for him, uh, so with that being said, welcome to episode 20 of the Phillies Focus Pod, uh, See, we got some some things to address here. So, since June third, when we were twenty five and thirty two, the Phillies have the second best record in baseball, behind the uh, the annoying uh, Atlanta Braves, who I try not to mention on this show. But the Braves have gone thirty seven and fifteen since June third, and the Phillies are right behind, securely in the number two best record at thirty six and nineteen. Thirty-six and nineteen in their last fifty-five games. Um, that puts them squarely at sixty-one and fifty-one, now tied with San Francisco for the third-best record in the National League and tied um, for the first wild card spot, which uh, the the Giants do hold the tiebreaker as of now because they did sweep the Phillies. In the Phillies' lone series against them in at AT&T Park, um, but however, Giants have a really rough schedule in the rest of the going forward in the month of August. So we could uh, see a transition at that top wild card spot going forward. Only 50 games left. Hard to believe. Very hard to believe that we only have 50 games left on this season that is rapidly coming to an end. Um, the Phillies merely can go 500 from here, that would put them at 86 wins. If they can go 26 and 24, that ties them with last year's record. But um, let's not stop there. Let's, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe what what about 30, 30 and 20, 30 and 20. Could we imagine that would put them at um, 91 wins? 91 and 71. So we'll, uh, we'll see how this last Fifty game stretch goes, and I'll be here every step of the way. Um, how about Michael Lorenzen in his debut on Thursday afternoon against Miami? What a this is looking more and more like one of the best um, deadline acquisitions in the whole league. There was such a demand for starting pitching going in the deadline; it looked like it was going to uh, the price tag was just going to be enormous. But um, we were able to flip one of our better prospects in Hayu Lee, who I I'd meant to mention in the episode. I realized afterwards I did not, but um, yeah, have to bid farewell to Hayu Lee, who is one of our best hitting prospects in the minors. However, he uh he was definitely blocked positionally as a short shortstop slash second baseman by the aforementioned uh, Trey Turner and Bryson Stott. Now, who has again been the Phillies' best player this season. Uh, that cannot go unsaid as of now. But so hi Hayu Lee, in spite of him being a top prospect, he was blocked, so which made him a prime target to be traded. To flip him for Lorenzen is um yeah just looking like an another great deadline move by Dombrowski. Uh Michael Lorenzen in his debut went eight innings, much needed eight innings after uh what had been at that point a overworked bullpen and a uh, after the 12-inning game the night before, uh, when I'm very, very much needed eight innings, only gave up two runs, five strikeouts, and one walk. So welcome to Philly, Michael Lorenzen. I uh, can't wait to see how much more you can do for us in this home stretch and heading into the, uh hopefully, another version of Red October this year. I could see him being a... Uh, a huge contributor in late September and into October. Um, so that was really awesome to see. Uh, look forward to his next start later this week. On Wednesday, it's looking like versus Washington. Um, Got a transition to some injury news. So uh, firstly, Jose Alvarado has thrown multiple bullpen sessions. Uh, now at this point, he is scheduled. To face live batters today for the first time since his second IL stint. And if that goes well, if he's feeling well afterward, he could um, begin his rehab assignment uh, later this week. Probably likely uh, starting at double A Redding, moving on to triple A Lehigh Valley, and ultimately, hopefully, within the The next two or so weeks, we could see him back in this Phillies bullpen. So that will be a very welcome sight as we head into this uh, final month and a half stretch to close out the season. Um, uh, Christian Pache, he is going to start going through full non-game activities today as well. All of the warm-ups, all of the batting practices, all of that good stuff He should go through today. And if that all goes well, by tomorrow he could begin his rehab assignment. um, Which uh, the return of Pache is looking um, somewhat needed now. Which brings me to Brandon Marsh. And in his collision with the outfield wall a couple nights ago, he now has, uh, he is on the IL, the 10 day IL with a bruised left knee early estimations right now are looking somewhere in the realm of two to three weeks um he could be missing time so thompson did leave the door open um to it being potentially sooner but right now right around the frame of two weeks is looking realistic to get brandon marsh back so his absence will be felt he is the team leader in ops uh you would have said, um, six or 112 games in, that Brandon Marsh would be the leader in OPS with eight home runs hit, uh, at the start of the season. I would have thought that we'd be in major trouble, but, um, that is not the case. So, uh, but it's quite a season so far from Brandon Marsh. He has been awesome in left field since we've, uh, Gotten Harper playing first base and sh- shifted Schwarber to the left or uh, to DH rather. Um, so hopefully uh, not, but could be a potential huge blow for these t- two weeks in the middle of August. But um, in response, we have called up uh, minor leaguer Weston Wilson, um, who will be making his Phillies debut debut uh, this week potentially tonight. He is a right-handed hitter um he can play they're gonna try him in left field as part of a platoon with jake cave in marsh's absence um so far this year he's hit 25 home runs also has 23 stolen bases which i was surprised i didn't think he was quite uh the base runner or the speedy guy but 25 home runs and 23 stolen bases in route to an 885 ops um so we're looking for some power from that right-handed side maybe Let's hope he can play similarly to that of Derek Hall last year when Harper went down. um, As we platoon him and Jake Cave in left field, which brings us to Johan Rojas, which who is going to get a real opportunity these next few weeks to play an everyday center field. Um, Again, if we were talking about that at the beginning of the season, we would not be very optimistic about where we'd be standing, but. Rojas has been very, very, very good since uh he's called up in forty plus plate appearances. He's batting three twenty six, getting on base at three fifty six and slugging at three ninety five. Um, also has four stolen bases, so and playing an elite center field. So, um looking forward to see what Johan Rojas is capable of doing these uh <clears throat> next couple weeks as he's gonna get the opportunity with Marshall and then with uh with Patché coming back as well there could be some um just some awesome defensive opportunities there as well as base running speed and late game substitutions and then as we do get marsh back and transition into september when the rosters expand um man we could have some amazing defensive lineups late in the game too and we can I could definitely see the Phillies holding on to both Rojas and Pache in the uh, in the majors going down the home stretch. Um, imagine a uh, ninth inning, one run game, two run game um, with uh, you could you could have Rojas in center, Marsh in left, and Pache in right. I mean that uh, that would have to be the best defensive outfield in baseball at that point. Um, covers so much ground and. Um, not to mention potential uh, base running substitutions, as far as getting Pache and Rojas uh, in their late games to be the tying and or winning run. Um, so a lot of options there going forward. I look to see, look forward to seeing Pache's eventual return and Rojas's continued development um, in this opportunity for him, and then Weston Wilson's. Phillies debut this week. Let's hope uh, hope that he pulls some homers to left field. Speaking of, I will be at the game tonight versus the Nationals, um, and I will be sitting in left field, uh, second row, so prime home run territory. I have a feeling, I have a feeling that I will be catching Wesson Wilson's major, or uh, Phillies home run, um, first Phillies home run, rather, in his first game with the Phillies, so so let's see if that comes to fruition, but I'll be, uh, I will be trying to manifest it as much as I can, so we'll see how that shakes up, um, so, yeah, uh, got, uh, been playing well on three out of four in Miami, two out of three versus Kansas City, where our offense, um, rightfully so, uh, very much woke up against them and their struggling pitching staff, um, Yeah, putting some runs on the board, had three um, uh, multi-run home runs uh, on Sunday alone, which is, you know, uh, and had, I think, seven in the entire series versus Kansas City. And I think we only had about 45 of those um, in the first 111 games or 105 games, I guess it would have been. Um, So 45 in the first 105 and then seven in the last three. So hopefully it's a sign of things to come. Castellanos seems to be uh, out of his July post-All-Star game slump. Um, Real Muto's been playing well. Schwarber had a huge day yesterday as well um, with three hits, a homer and a double. Um, So things seem to be regressing to the means as far as our star hitters and We're going to need more of that going forward, especially with the absence of Marsh and and other things going on. So, a couple other minor notes. Noah Song has cleared waivers and has made his return to Boston for $50,000. So, the Noah Song saga in Philadelphia is officially over. Um, And, uh, yeah, it was worth a gamble. It was worth a shot by Dombrowski. I don't fault him for the uh the attempt who could have seen exactly how everything was going to end up going down um with his situation with the navy and getting granted leave and um making his way back this season i think it was more of a long-term investment than um he could have ever seen it come happening the way it did this season so i don't i don't blame dombrowski for taking that shot in the dark um but when it's all said and done, I don't think you could have really justified throwing on the roster when he exhibited a, a plus-seven ERA through double, single, double, and triple-A over the course of July leading up to the deadline. Um, so all, when all is said and done, um, no other teams wanted to take that risk either, which sends him back to Boston where they can try to start to redevelop him through their minor league sit- <coughs> excuse me, minor league system again. Um, let's see here. So another one, Andrew Vasquez, who we DFA'd as part of the, uh, I guess that would have been the Castro uh, trade where Adolfo Castro, um, had to DFA. Andrew Vasquez, who had been really, really solid through the first half of the season for this Phillies this year, was claimed by the Tigers, tigers are uh took a waiver claim on him so he will be joining their organization so uh best of luck to him going forward as he uh pursues a major league career as a regular left-handed uh specialty reliever type guy um so song back to boston vasquez bat or uh to detroit claim i uh think it was widely expected that he would be claimed off waivers based on the uh the productive season he's had to this point um so i think that uh just about does it for today's episode checking in um preview uh we got four four against the nationals in town in the middle of our homestand um all 640 games i was very surprised all 640 games no uh no afternoon game on Wednesday, no day game on Thursday. 6:40 throughout Monday through Thursday. Tonight uh we got Suarez trying to uh build back to his um his dominance that he was exhibiting in in June, which he's really lost sight of. So hopefully we get Suarez going tonight against right-handed or right-hander Trevor Williams for the Nationals. Um follow that up with zach wheeler uh trying to build off his uh his pretty his really good stretch of late going against right-hander just josiah gray who's having a really good season de- kind of debut season for the nationals who acquired him in uh, 2021 in the trey turner uh max scherzer trade when the nationals sent trey turner and max scherzer out to the dodgers they're uh prized return was Josiah Gray who was uh, kind of there was a lot of worry about him last season or whether or not he could um, become an everyday starter and so far this season that has been very much put to rest he is having a a very good uh, debut campaign so far so that'll be a tough one tomorrow Um, we do have Wheeler going as I mentioned so that should counteract Josiah Gray a little bit hopefully we can get to him early um, Wednesday making his second start for the Phillies. We got Michael Lorenzen trying to build off his eight-inning uh, debut on Thursday going against left-hander Mackenzie Gore. So that'll be um, if we don't see Wesson Wilson get the start um, in the next couple days, we should definitely see him uh, on Wednesday versus the lefty Mackenzie Gore for the Nationals. And then to close it out on Thursday... We have uh, Aaron Nola trying to bounce back from another rough start on Saturday versus Kansas City. Nola's just kind of uh, perplexing up and down campaign uh, in his contract year so far. Hopefully, we can get him back on track or at least beginning to get back on track on uh, on Thursday to close out the four-game series versus the Nationals. It'll be uh, back-to-back lefties. Uh to end against veteran lefty Patrick Corbin. Um, So I do like that pitching matchup, particularly for the Phillies on Thursday. I'd look for Nola to bounce back, and traditionally it seems like at least um, last couple seasons we've hit Patrick Corbin pretty well, Um, if my memory serves me right. I I don't have the numbers to support that right now, but if I remember right, it seems like we, we... have been hitting Corbin well so I like that matchup I look for us to uh take three of four from this Washington team try to get to um what would that put us at 64 and 52 what's uh what's stay these 10 these double digit games above 500 now that we got here for the second time and what's built on it and um yeah I I really hope that we do better than splitting the series and uh Continue to push forward into this first wildcard spot. Try to get that home field for that opening first-round series, guaranteeing three games at the bank. Um, and then we close out the week by three. Uh, close out the homestand with three versus the Minnesota Twins Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Friday should be a 7 o'clock game. Saturday, 6 o'clock, and I believe 1:30 would or uh, Sunday would be a 1.30 afternoon game close out the week, and I look for us to take two out of three, win a a fourth straight series versus the Twins, which would put us at, let's see, five and two on the week, would make us 66 and 53 going into the third week of August at that point. Um, So, as always, thank you so much for listening. I will be back next week. Like I said, look for me to catch a home run ball tonight uh in left field um and other than that be sure if you haven't already give a give phillies focus pod a follow on twitter that's at phillies focus once again i am your host lucas and i will be back next week to discuss all things phillies and uh and we'll see where we're at at that point so Y'all have a great week and go Phillies.